you don't have to worry about this. <coughs> Good morning, brethren. Good morning. This morning we're continuing in the um, matter of what is faith and what does it look like? See, it's best described by what it works, by what it accomplishes, by what it does in the person. As you see faith lived out, then you, you, you'll be able to comprehend, you'll have a greater comprehension of what faith really is. See, if faith isn't just something, it is, it's, it's, it's the substance of things not seen. But see, when, the, when, it's, when you see the things that are unseen and you live according to that, now you're living out. That's how faith grows. Faith grows by doing it, by believing, by trusting, by entering into the things that God's called us to. Now, we're in um, Exodus chapter 5. Uh, well, we're going to go through, actually go through um, mostly chapter 6. But we're going to sum up chapter 5 because it, it, well, you'll see. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. This is what Moses is up against. He's up against a a king, a Pharaoh, that is absolutely determined to use every bit of his power and authority to make sure these slaves don't leave Egypt. Pharaoh doesn't know God now, but before this is over with, He'll have some kind of inkling that God's greater than he is. God's greater than his gods, whether he acknowledges it or not. One one millisecond after he dies in the Red Sea, he'll meet the God. So see, this is, Moses is, during this lesson, I observed a change in Moses. There was a distinct change. And and I appreciated that, that the Holy Spirit included this. The rest of chapter 5 can be summed up in just a few words. Moses and Aaron, they go in to speak with Pharaoh. Okay, they tell tell him, we haven't seen an example of doing what God says. God told them, they go in, they do it. Okay, why didn't they alter it? Because they were doing it by faith. it It was their faith. They trusted that what God said to say was the right thing to say. Boy, that would revolutionize preaching today, wouldn't it? If everyone just, just said, told the people what God said to tell the people. So the, the, <clears throat> Pharaoh says, I know not the Lord. Pharaoh becomes angry and commands the Hebrew taskmasters to gather their own straw and make just as many bricks as they did before. You see how unreasonable, when you start kicking against God, you become unreasonable. You, you start doing things that are not profitable. Why? Because, see, this is a judgment from God. They can't get that done, and Pharaoh's angry again, and now he beats them. Now you've got a compounded problem. Now you've got servants that we're making lots of bricks for you, and now you've, you've, you've overburdened them, and now you're beating them. So now they physically they're not as strong as they used to be. You see how unreasonable this is? They go to Pharaoh, and they ask, why, why are you doing this? Why is he doing this to us? And he tells them, because you're idle. right? And then they complain to Moses, and they blame him. You think how men are? You give, you, you give the people what God says, 
And it's very possible that you'll, they'll blame you for it. But see, the thing is, you are God's messenger. That you really, if they don't see God, you're the only one they can blame. See, that they don't understand that, that you, they don't understand. All they do is they see you. And so you're like, to them, people without faith, you're, you're an open target. Believe me, if they saw God even for a second, they wouldn't be complaining. They'd be falling on their knees. Well, the enemy, see, we have an enemy in this. This is what they said to Moses. And they said unto them, the Lord look upon you and judge, because you have made our savor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh. And in the eyes of his servants to put a sword in their hands to slay us. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it thou sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. See, the enemy, see, underneath this whole thing, the enemy, Satan, does not want them to leave on the self-same day. This has got to be seen. Yeah, brother? I just wanted to point out that um, in Exodus 1, 12, uh, this is what the Lord says, but the more they afflicted them, the more, that's the, more the Egyptians afflicted you, uh, the Israelites, the more they multiplied and grew. That's right. Yeah. So uh, even in their bondage, yes. they were you know, strong enough that they increased. Yes, that's right. Amen. Well, see, God, God was doing this. This is God's work. There's um, there's nothing that uh, we're reading about that isn't. If you get up high enough, isn't not only overseen by God, but He's actually motivating some of this stuff. See, He's He's got a determinate determinate counsel. He's working out something that is going to later show His greatness. And boy, is He great, man! I mean, you're talking about a great God. He can manipulate <clears throat> the circumstance. And then to bring about his will. Now, see, if men can't really do that, they can try. They do try. But see, that's not like God. <clears throat> God speaks a word, and it's accomplished. <clears throat> and he said unto Abram. Now, you see, this is what God, this is the prophecy I'm talking about. Satan wants to hinder this prophecy, that, this promise that he gave to Abraham. He, he wants to hinder it, because if he can... See, actually, Satan can't do any of this. He tries. He tried to stop. At one point, tried to stop the crucifixion. At another point, he promoted it. He doesn't really know exactly what's going on, but he tries to hinder God's purpose. This is what he told Abram. And he said to Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterward, they shall come out with great substance. Now, see... We have the whole work right before us. We can see the whole work. They didn't have the whole work. They, they had the promise, though. That 400 years. Now, remember, they were in there for 430 years. The first 30 years, it was peaceful. Because Joseph, see, was the king that, Joseph, that knew Joseph was, well, there came a time when another king rose. Now, that king wasn't nice to him. But they still had to stay in Egypt for 400 years. That They weren't going to leave before that. And they weren't going to leave after that. And this is the thing. Every single thing we're going to talk about today, it was timed out perfectly by God. In order that it might result in, this, he, later he's going to say, the self-same day. 
That's how precise God is. They didn't come out a day early, and they didn't come out a day late. They came out exactly when God purposed them to when he told Abraham this prophecy. Yes, David. David. When Jesus' uh, ministry, he knew there was going to be an hour coming when he would have to lay down his life, and that happened at the, the exact time that God had designed it to happen. Yes, amen. See, God is the great architect, right? Yes. He's, he's not only in charge of, of, of the world, he's in charge of personalities in the world. Yes. They can't do what they want. If they could, they could hinder God. But see, they can't do their complete will. Then the Lord said to Moses, that, that, see, God's going to give Moses some confidence. He's going to make him confident before this is over with. Lord said to Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. This one that right now is determined to keep them in his land, before it's done, I will make it. God's going to make it so hard that he, they wanted him just to leave. Just leave. <laughs> well, see, right now they're not like that. And I'm sure if you ask Pharaoh then, he would never be like that. He had stiffened his neck against this God, and he would not. Sister Jen? In another place it's written, with a froward, I will show myself froward. Yes. And see, this was Pharaoh's response. That's he right. He was froward. That's right. He, he not only resisted, he fought against it. Amen. And so now the Lord is going to say, yes. okay, Amen. you froward, I'll show you froward. That's right. That's right. So God's providing an example for future generations in his work in Egypt. And before it's over with, Moses will see a stark change in the attitude of this proud ruler. See, this is, it's going to happen. Now, see, the thing is God tells, <clears throat> this is very important. God tells his servant first, okay? He's the one that's going to go out and he's going to, the, to do the work. He's going to provide him with the things he needs to do God's will. That is still applicable today. As you go out, as you work for the Lord, he'll, he makes you ready. And then you can enter into the work and it's profitable. It blesses him, glorifies him, and it strengthens you. And we'll see how this is strengthening Moses. Remember, he, was, he couldn't talk. He said, I can't talk. I'm not a good speaker. Send somebody else. But this is going to change. Moses is going to get so, so strong. He's never going to talk like this again. <clears throat> And Moses spake unto and God spake unto Moses. <clears throat> See, Moses believes God. Okay, he, this, is, this is why he, this is why he's standing before Pharaoh right now. This, this isn't like well, maybe I don't know if maybe Moses' faith is weak. He left his his he he left Jethro's house. He did, and he traveled all the way to the Mount of God, and he met with Aaron, and now he's in Egypt. Why? Because he believed. He believes God. He believes God's going to do it. But see, there's, there's something about when you, when you start believing, when you enter into faith, well, there's some obstacles in you that have to be overcome. And it, well, we have the Holy Spirit. It points out or makes, you, makes known to you things that you need to, to get rid of in order that you might excel in the faith. Mm -hmm. See, now this is God's directing him himself with words. And he believes him. God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. 
Well, this is, you look that up in the scripture, we could just have less than on that. I am the Lord. God's making himself known. I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham and Isaac and Jacob by the name of Almighty. God Almighty, but by my name Jehovah was I not known unto them. The God, it, it, what we're going to see now, God's advancing his revelation. He's showing more of himself than he did Abraham. We saw some aspects of God's nature, but you're going to see more now. God's, God's revealing more through, through this encounter. God's making himself known and he's making himself known by what he does. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's uh, significant here that he mentioned Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yes, that's right. See, Israel, uh, this knowledge is passed down through Israel. Now, what they did with it is one, yes. one thing, but whenever you said that to them, you didn't have to explain it. Yes. You, didn't have, you, you knew exactly that these were the patriarchs of the nation. Amen. That's right. Amen. <clears throat> to Abraham, God revealed himself as the God who promises and blesses. Look at the, what he did. He called him out of, out of his, his country, made him with great promises, promises that no other man got. And Abraham believed, and he, he went out not knowing where he was going to go. But that's because God initiated it. God wanted to be known. God showing, revealing himself. To Moses, God's revealing himself as the eternal God that delivers. He can, look what God can do in this. And see, all the, he's going to judge. He judges. He's going to judge the gods of Egypt. All the names of God reveal unique aspects of who he is. I didn't write them all down here. It's just a few that he already mentioned. Adonai, which is, which is the Lord God. This is the, this is the only God. El Shaddai is the almighty God. And um, Jehovah is the self-existent or eternal God. See, God's big. <laughs> He's big. It's going to take this whole volume just for us to get an outline of what the nature of God is. See, when you get there, you'll see it's just the, just, just, you, just the tip. Just the tip. God is big. And he's, um, he's great. And he, he's, to know him is, um, is quite a blessing. Now, Asaph wrote... In Psalms 83, 18, that men might know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art the most high over all the world. And this is basically the premium thing that God's showing in this encounter, that he is over all. Now, Pharaoh, he, well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But Pharaoh, see, he thinks he's a god. He thinks he's a god. The people think he is a God. Well, God's going to prove that he's the God. Not, not Pharaoh. He's God over all the world. See, uh, he tells him, Now shalt thou see what I will do. Now, God's best known by what he's, he has said. Number one, by what he says. Whatever God says to somebody, he's going to do. He doesn't change his mind. God's perfect. You know, I encountered problems all the time where I'll make a decision, then I'll find out, well, that wasn't the best decision. That doesn't happen to God. No. See, he's all-knowing. He's eternal. Yeah. So, see, he, he knows the end from the beginning. Well, now, that's, a kind, that's the kind of God you can trust in, right? It's the kind of you can, you can believe that he, he's going to do what he said. And by what he's done. So you look back. 
And, and this is a, a great practice. You think, well, what our God thinks about that? Well, look back. It's in there. It's in there. God's dealt with it somewhere in, in the volume of the book. And when you see the way God dealt with it in, in Egypt or in, with Cain or with Elijah or with any of them, when you see what God did, that's how he, that's how he will react again. God doesn't change. So God, as, as God reveals himself in this book, the volume of the book, we can come to understand and know more about God. And now, what should that work in us? That should work very carefulness. When we, when we set out to do anything, examine it. Say, well, wait, wait, do, would God be pleased with this? Why, this would revolutionize living in this world. If, anyway, that's just, just, Moses is about to see things about God that, he's, that God has never revealed. He's never made it known yet. I mean, these aspects of God are eternal. But the, the, the making it known is what God, God has set the stage now. Yes, you have some. God has set the stage to reveal something about himself that's going to, if you can see it right, it'll, it'll change you. It'll make you appreciate God more, love him more. Remember at at the time of the flood, God was grieved because of the fallen condition of men, right? He destroyed them all, except for Noah and his family. He destroyed them all. Well, now see, there's a lot of people that have said hard things about God. Why would he do that? I can't serve a God that would do that. That's what I've actually heard that man say that. I could never serve a God that would do that. Well, God did it. So just look into why he did it. And you'll see that God's holy. God's holy. So see, His holiness drives what He does. Yes, for you. Yes, see, in the world, whenever there's oppression and difficulty, mm -hmm. people want to stop having children or not have as many children. Uh -huh. In fact, this is some mentality in our country. Yes, that's right. The days of larger families is largely past, with mm -hmm. a few exceptions. Yeah. But here's a case where God's working, and under this severe oppression, they had more children. Yes, that's right. They multiplied under oppression. That's right. See, this mentality, I'm telling you, this is absent from Christendom. Oh, yes. Amen. It's Amen. not there. Yes. This is how God works. Amen. Amen. See, God, God will not be deterred by circumstance. That's right. Amen. Yeah, we will be tempted to. There's no question to be tempted to. But then yeah. you've got to anchor your faith in God. You have to go back to what God. What did God do when His people were being oppressed? Yeah. Yeah. What did God do when it looked like they were shrinking? What did God do? Mm -hmm. Increase. Well, He multiplied the <laughs> reproduction process. Amen. Amen. Now God's going to show another aspect of his ability to impose absolute authority over those who will not obey his command. Now, God can do this any time, okay? See, we see people say, well, how did Trump get in office? Well, you're going to need to look up higher. The, God is the king. He's the ruler. He sets, it's in the scriptures. He sets up people in authority and he takes them down, right? That's what he does. He, he's, he's the supreme authority. No one can trump God. No one. God has the last... And so it, God's delighted in revealing these things. Yes? What 
In other words, God's doing something. When you can recognize whether or not it's in, and you say, well, this is a really bad circumstance. Can you see God in it? Because when you can, see, the, the hard circumstance turns into something you can be blessed by. So now at the same time, God's going to, he's going to exert his, his, his um, ability to rule over, over Pharaoh and He's going he's gonna to destroy them, actually, while he's saving Israel. <laughs> so God's doing all these things at once, and, and it's done perfectly. See, now, some men would, well, some would be left behind. They would be casualties of war. They would say, well, it's just, we have a certain number of casualties. We can't help it. You know, it's just expected. Not one of them, not one of them, not even a hoof was left behind. They went out with great substance. Why? Because God said they would. See, this is God. He's, his authority is greater. Now with a strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. God's signs, wonders, and judgment of the gods of Egypt and Pharaoh himself will be so intense and so ferocious and filled with the aggressiveness that Pharaoh will be moved to drive them out. We serve a ferocious God. Now you look that word up. This is this is serious stuff. You offend God, He well. You just pray that you don't offend God. Terrible, terrible God. Terrible. Well, we've seen it. Okay, we've seen it in the world. People maybe haven't assigned it to God, but it's God. God can do what God wills. So look what God, why is God like this? He's showing his hatred for sin, his hatred for anyone who's, who's against him. He is right. He's perfect. He's holy. He's just. Why wouldn't we receive God? Because we have fallen by nature. We have fallen so far away from God. We can justify everything we do. It's just because I want to do it. But what is that saying? If you say, well, I do it just because I want to do it. It's saying you're God. You're saying the same thing Pharaoh's saying. I can do whatever I want to do. The thing is, you're living in God's world, and God owns you. So technically, you can only do whatever you want to do if you're in Christ and you want to do the right thing. Amen. God, God is righteous. For just. Yes, amen. So what he does is just. Yes. It's righteous. Amen. Amen. Now you can see... You know what? When a person sees this, and by faith they 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 repent and they, and they want to do better, this is counted unto them for righteousness. See, this this is something God will you'll be benefited when you, when you see. It. But what if you stiffen your back and you say, "No, oh, I'm not so bad after all." Well, when men respond like that and they're forced, God forces them to do His will. Well. God did it, but it won't be for their benefit. 
See, this is the way God is. In other words, if you're, God knows your heart. If you're just following a dead routine because you figure, oh, well, I'll go just in case there's a God, I'll get in. That's not going to be profitable. It's not. And see, eventually, Pharaoh did let him go, right? He did let him go. But it was because God made them stink, as it were. He wanted to just get rid of them. It wasn't that he was obeying God. It was, um, it was a lesser thing. And then we know this because just a, a few days later, he dies in the Red Sea going after him to kill them all. When after he left, he, 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 took, he took his mind back. He That's right. Him back to how he thought before. That's right. So God's going to give Moses encouraging words. And this is what Moses needs, okay? Remember Moses said back, he said, they won't believe me. Well, now it looks like they didn't believe him, okay? God's going to strengthen Moses. He's going to strengthen him. See, God strengthens his people. I was so encouraged by this that, you know, you, you, you have time, times when you're, you're not sure. Go to the Lord. He'll strengthen your arm. And that's what he does to Moses, <clears throat> This is what he says to him. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. (laughs) Well, that is wonderful. We've all partaken of this, by the way. We were brought out of a greater bondage than this. We were brought out of a bondage of sin. Where our nature was bent towards disobeying God. Our nature was bent towards self, not God. And God delivered us. He brought us out of the prison house. Yes, brother? We were redeemed by somebody else with an outstretched arm. Amen. That's right. One that was stronger than us. One that could keep keep the law and make it honorable. God gives Moses encouraging words. I will redeem you. I am the... Go ahead. That many testimonies at this time. That's right. Things God had done them that, That's right. That's right. So, so you can see the intensity of Moses' faith is growing. That's see, right. it's growing. God's given him things now that will require faith. He couldn't receive this just a while ago. He would have said, "Well, I." But I. He doesn't say this now. God expects men to sit up. Now, this is just something that I was taught to see. Sit up and pay attention. Sit up and pay attention. Stop playing around. Because I would, you know, play around in the, in the seat. And my mom would get up off the floor, sit down, and pay attention. Well, see, this, God expects people that he's speaking to to hear him and do what he says. And he, he demands it. That's exact. Exactly. It's what he, said. he continues, and I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out of under the bondage of the Egyptians, and I will bring you in unto the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for a heritage. I am the Lord. Yeah, now look at you got bookends here. Yeah, he starts off by saying, I am the Lord. Then he goes through these, these, these seven powerful promises. 
I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. I will rid you from their bondage. I will redeem you with a stretched arm and great judgments. I will take you to me for a people. I will be to you a God. I will bring you into the land, the one promised to Abraham and Isaac. And I will give it to you for a heritage. Why? Because I'm the Lord. I do what I say. He promised it to Abraham, and now it's time for it to come to pass. Now, see, it's going to take a while. They're going to leave Egypt, but we'll see that it took a while. See, when unbelief enters into the picture, it it can delay. Uh, Now, God already knew all this. God's God. But, see, for them, a lot of them didn't get in because of unbelief. They didn't believe this. But Moses believed it. Joshua and Caleb believed it. And the next generation did go in. Now, see, he gave these things for him, but to speak them. He said, say, say these things. That's very, very important to say, to speak out. When you see something about God, when God gives you something. See, the thing is, is that if you're looking into the scriptures and you see something, it's God gave it to you. Did this is what happened? It wasn't like I was so smart and I figured it out. I was reading it and it just it, it hit me. That's that's what that means. What happened? The Holy Spirit opened it up, illuminated it to your mind. Why? So you can just put it on the bookshelf? No, so you can proclaim it. You can tell people. Well, what a blessing. And we've all benefited. But when when Brother Marty sees something and he shares it, we're all benefit. See, we why? Because we're of the same faith. We're worshiping the same God, have the same spirit. Moses spake unto the children of Israel, but they hearkened not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. We can see in Israel's response to Moses' words that there is a debilitating effect that bondage and anguish of spirit have on man's ability to trust and believe God. This It's something about grief and sorrow. It can just shut you down if you let it. It it, it can't. It has power. See, see, people say, "Well, just, just, just a mood." Get a. It's much more than that. We're talking about the soul of man. If it's cast down, it's got to be revived. It's got to be. If it's not, well, they won't respond correctly. This fleshly condition, and it is because of the flesh, accompanies all people of all generations. See, there's only one man that walked the earth that was able to navigate this path of grief. He, he was a man of sorrow. He was, acquaint, he, was, he was acquainted with grief. What did he do? He overcame. That's what he did. Remember uh, what occurrence... Or that occurrence when Mary Magdalene went to the disciples. Remember after Jesus risen from the dead. Mary Magdalene, he speaks to her. And he says, go tell them. She goes and she tells them. This is what it says. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week. He appeared first to Mary Magdalene. Out of whom he had cast out seven spirits. Seven devils. And she went and told them. That had been with him. And as they mourned and wept. And they, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. Why? Sorrow had overtaken them. And so the capacity for believing had, had, had diminished because they were so sorrowful. 
So see, these kinds of times is when the enemy tries to come in like a flood. That, that's just the way it is. He, he doesn't miss anything. Now this ability, this unbelief was brought on by mourning and weeping, and even though it didn't last long, it had a dangerous effect on how the disciples reasoned. See, this is the thing. During that time, in fact, after somebody dies in your family, they, banks won't even give you a loan. There's a grieving period. But they know that you won't make the right decisions for a while. And so people have done that in the past and then come back and said, I didn't know what I was doing. I was so filled with grief, I sold my house or whatever. So see, they, this, is the, this is the way man even knows this. They acknowledge that this happens. The effects were so debilitating that it took the appearance of Jesus himself to rectify it. That's what it took. dreadful human tendency that in a time of grief or sorrow or hardship they withdraw that's right amen but that that compli- now this as you're pointing out this complicates the matter this is yes. why this is why your edification you build it up in comfort, yes. and this is why such a stress is placed amen. on that but if a person pulls back says I just don't feel up to it and yeah. then you'll be tempted yes I'm tempted this way yeah you can't yield to it. Amen. You can't yield to it Amen. because you've got to get out of that. And it's, Amen. It's not, you can't do it on your own. That's right. Amen. And some people never do get out of it. Yes. Oh, yes. Amen. Now, see, Jesus passed through a time of trouble, yet he maintained his faith and integrity. And now, this is, what he, this is what Jesus said, John 12, 31, 32. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I into this hour. This very hour was the reason I was born. It's the reason that God sent me. So what, am I going to rebel against that? Well, see, this is, he was troubled. He said, it's what he says, my soul is troubled. What was he troubled about? He was troubled about the consideration that he was going to be rejected by God, that God was going to turn his face from him, that he was he who knew no sin would be made sin. This was troubling. God, had, he had always been with the Father, always. And now, well, he's going to do this what troubled him, okay? But now is the judgment of the sea. See, I'm pointing out how Jesus overcame and he was able to reason properly. Because very critical. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. See, Jesus, Jesus reasoned on what God was doing. That, that's the remedy. He did all men are going to forsake him. Yes. But all men shall be drawn to That's right. So see, he's looking past the present to what God's doing. Trouble and distress did not cause Jesus to lose his, his ability to proper reason out what was happening. He did have to reason it out. He was a man. He thought. He prayed. This time of trouble, he had an anguish in his soul. He was troubled. And yet, he pushed through it. See, you can see the, the faith of Jesus. He pushed through it. And he said, no, there this hour I was, I was that, that instant overcoming. Now, was it, would it take away all the trouble? Did he not have to be crucified? No, he had to go through it. This was, this was the case. 
Instead, he reasons on the purpose for which he was sent. It lifted him up out of the pit, strengthened him to say, Father, glorify thy name. That's what he says next. Father, glorify thy name. In other words, yeah, I'm, I'm very conscious of what's going to happen. Jesus knew exactly, and he entered into it anyway because his Father would be glorified Then there came a voice out of heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And then Jesus, you know, people might think, well, that, that was a personal message for Jesus. And he says, no. He says, that it, it, it wasn't for me. It was for you. Jesus was, was, was committed to doing God's will. But see, he was a, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. Just as God had given Jesus the charge to bring many sons to glory, Moses and Aaron will now be given a charge. Now, I, I saw this uh, charge to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. Exodus 6, 10, 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Go in, speak unto Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that he let the children of Israel go out of his land. Now, just as Elijah... Now, now, this was just a thought while I was doing this. Elijah, remember, he um, was carried away by fiery chariots, right? Chariots showed up and carried him right away. Now, I'm sure that the same, God could have done the same thing. He's he got lots of chariots. He's got armies in heaven. He could just, in one moment, just carry the people out of Egypt and put them into the promised land and then take all the people from the promised land and set them on maybe an island somewhere. And See, that would be a much more gentle God, wouldn't it? One that just didn't, didn't, anytime any trouble came along, he'd just take it away. And nothing would ever, this is not the way it is. See, this is an illusion, a fantasy. God was bringing them out with a strong arm because in, in the other case, if God did do that, what would it show you about God? How would you see his, his fierce wrath and at the same time, his mercy? You wouldn't. He didn't come back. That's right. Amen. See, God's showing his goodness and his severity. It says that in Romans. Yes. And the Lord had to do it this way. Yes. Because he had planned this way for Jesus to bring many sons to glory. That's right. Amen. The same, same wrath that Amen. had to occur on that day. Amen. See, we're, this, we're seeing a, a, this is a shadow of that. You can see so many things about redemption in this account. That God delivers, God's bringing people out. There's, there's, um, there's struggle involved in it. At the same time, the enemy's destroyed in the end. And, and uh, the children of Israel are saved. So see, we're, we're seeing God showing something here. And Moses spake before the Lord, saying, Behold, the children of Israel have not hearkened unto me. How then shall Pharaoh hear me, who am of uncircumcised lips? Now, if you're reading the scriptures... From here all the way to the end of the book, Moses never talks like this again, ever. This is the last time he, he says anything about himself. You go through the next chapters, every time God tells him something much more difficult than this, to say to Pharaoh, he just goes in. God's building his faith. He's building his confidence. Moses never again. Oh, I, I wish I could say that, Right? I mean, think about all the circumstances in your life. Have you, have you done them, every one of them perfectly? Well, see, God's, God's, he's a master at showing, revealing to us so we can repent 
and and not have to do to um do the same thing over and over and over. Yes, Sister Jen. Yeah. <clears throat> Still, um, as as you're pointing out there, mm -hmm. he's still at this point is maturing in this. Mm -hmm. At the end of this chapter, um, he does say, and Moses said before the Lord, Behold, I am of uncircumcised lips, and how shall Pharaoh hearken unto me? That's right. And so God, God made a provision there for him. And um, mm -hmm. so he didn't, he didn't have to struggle with that after that. That's right. We hear him actually saying things after that. Yes, amen. Now he saw the immensity of the task. Yes, that's right. See, many professing Christians, they don't see the immensity of what God requires. That's right. Amen. Amen. They're quitters. Yes. So they, don't, they don't see mm -hmm. the immensity of it. Moses saw the immensity of this. Yes, amen. That's and, right. And uh, so he he overcame, but he had to work. He had to work through this. That's right. Amen. And he wouldn't. He couldn't work through it by thinking of his weakness. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So God spoke. to God didn't speak. God was said, "Well, yes, you are weak." You know, we. He said he told him what he was. What That's God, right. Amen. Yeah. He and was. that is the victory, even now to the day. When you when you look at what look at God, it gives you the strength to deal with your That's own right. personal things, brother David. Prophet Jeremiah also had this problem with not feeling like he was able to speak very well. In yeah. Jeremiah 1, yeah. uh -huh. yes. God said he sanctified him, ordained be a prophet unto the nations. In verse 6, then said I, Ah, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. Yeah. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I send thee. Uh -huh. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver these. Amen. The Lord. That's right. And the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. Yes. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I put my words yes, amen. in thy mouth. Amen. Yes. This is what the Lord did for Isaiah too. Yes. And after right. he was touched with eyelids with the coal from the yes. altar, and he was he was made ready to go out and do what God needed amen. to do. Amen. It was tells you that when God chooses somebody to do a work, he readies them for the work. As this has got to be done. We are, who is sufficient for these things of themselves? None of us. But see, God, God's able. When you see who God is, well, then you'll have confidence. And this, we're going to see now from here to the rest of the, uh, uh, the account of Moses that he's strong. I mean, he's, he doesn't draw back. Even when he's at the, even when he's at the, the, the Red Sea, right? He doesn't know exactly what to do. God tells him, you know, stretch free, tells him what to do, just like God tells us what to do. And, and yet, see, the people were rebellious, 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 and you'll see that all the way through. They, every time any kind of obstacle, they didn't have the faith of Moses. And they say, oh, rather we died in the wilderness to have to go in there and all this moaning and groaning. What is that? flesh. Flesh always does this, and so it has to be overcome. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron and gave them a charge unto the children of Israel and unto Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. 
Now here's the charge. It's in uh, Exodus 7, 1 and 2. And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a god to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Thou shalt speak all that I command thee, and Aaron thy brother shall speak unto Pharaoh, that he send the children of Israel out of his land. That was the charge. You, you, and, and the thing is, is that next one, next verse, then they did. They did what God told them to do. Now, the Egyptians believed, I, I said this before, that Pharaoh was a god. Now, I got this out of all about history. This is what they was written about it. Ancient Egyptian pharaohs were the ancient kings of Egypt. Pharaohs were considered one of the more important of all the Egyptians' gods. The people believed that their pharaoh controlled the weather. Now, see, this is, this is significant when you consider what God's going to judge them. God's going to judge them about these things. The weather, the flooding of the Nile, and the growth of their crops. They believed that their pharaoh was more than a person. They worshipped him as a god. While the pharaoh was ruling, he took on the incarnation of the god Horus and of the sun, Ray. Once the pharaoh died, he was identified with the god Osiris, the god of the underworld. When an Egyptian pharaoh died, his tomb was placed in a special burying place. And I just copied that out of there. Now, the thing is, is that what we know of Pharaoh is what's written in the book. But see, this is, this is their mindset. God, Pharaoh is God. And he's incarnate right here on the earth. God's come down. No, Jesus came down. Yeah. Jesus is the, is the one who took on the, the, the nature of a man and it was Jesus. So see this, I can see how the enemies set up this false God, a person that could do his will by convincing you that he's your God. And now you'll fall down and worship him. And you'll receive that worship. And we know how God feels about that. God's going to judge this. He's going to make it known that he is God. Yes. Today, there are a number of people, that, preachers and teachers and leaders, that do not tell the people what God told yes. them to say. That's right. And they reason just like Moses did, that yes. people won't believe me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So they don't say it. Yeah. See, See that, that, this is how serious Yes, is. amen. Amen. So, Mo, so God makes Moses a god and a pharaoh. You can see the irony here. Okay. So see, the, the pharaoh thinks he has all power, but he's going to see before long that he's, he doesn't have all power. And, and the God of, 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 of Moses has greater power. It, it's, it's all going to be lived out in it, right, right, right in his face. In fact, so many times he'll be convinced. And then he'll change his mind. Because his heart was heart. Hard. He kicked against God. Moses was his God, was a God to it. God yes. didn't speak to Pharaoh. That's right. Amen. God didn't say, here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Moses. See, this is just Moses. That's what, that's the only evidence he had of God. Was that's Moses. right. Amen. That's right. And see, in their mindset, see, it, it, it even makes it worse. It even makes it worse because, see, here's a man that's telling him this is going to happen. It happens, and he doesn't believe it. And yet he's teaching people to do this very thing to him. Yeah, it looked like Moses parted the Red Sea. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, he did. Yeah, he, he, he it was it was the power of God. Amen. He, he Moses was the was God to Pharaoh. That's exactly right. Yeah. Amen. Like Jesus, 
Like Jesus, when he was here, Jesus was God to the people. That's right. Yeah. Amen. See, he didn't say, I'll make you like a God to Pharaoh. He says, I'll make you a God to Pharaoh. In other words, you'll be over him. You'll have authority over him, just like a God does. The people, Moses is now above Pharaoh. It's, I can see how Moses would have had great confidence. God tells him, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you this. And um, I think this was, this was strengthening his faith. It, look, what God's gave him a charge. I, I just was taken by this God. See, what God, have you ever been called into a work? I mean, you knew this was something you had to do for the Lord. That was a charge. He was, he was giving you, uh, he was calling you for a specific thing. And, and boy, that will strengthen you. You'll, you, you'll have a greater resolve. You, you'll, you'll, you'll be given to, to know what to do, and then you'll do it. God makes Moses of God to Pharaoh. Now, this is a type and a shadow of how God reigns in heaven. See, God's, God has a lot of angels. And people say, well, I, I, I talk to God. Well, you know, you look in the scriptures, every time God had a dealing with a man, he spoke through an intercessor, an, an angel, a representative that said it to them. God's holy. God doesn't just show up on Mount Sinai. It, well, look at what, look at what, if God was come down, the mountain almost just shook apart. It, it, see, God's holy. And the earth, well, it's going to be destroyed, right? So see, he, this, is, this is our God. And he, he had to have a special place in the tabernacle to come down. See, God just doesn't just, just come everywhere. at all. God's holy. So he's, he's, he set this up now. This is going to be the way it works. God's, uh, uh, Moses is going to have power over Pharaoh. Moses is going to tell Aaron what to say, and then Aaron's going to say it to Pharaoh. Well, God's given us some words to say, right? You see how this works? God's, God's doing as well through his means. So what means he set up. Yes, sister? I need to testify that I've never been steered wrong when um, an elder in the faith has has spoken the words of God to me when I couldn't see and, and directed me. Mm -hmm. One thing that um, was was taught me is that everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. you Amen. When I couldn't see yes. the outcome yes. of my trial, um, the word was given to me to give thanks. Yes, and amen. Really, amen. Really helped me. Um, amen. Press forward. Yes, amen. Amen. So God, God reveals. It's right along the line with what Sister Heather said. He says, "And I will harden Pharaoh's heart." Now, this is very important for Moses to know. This God just doesn't tell people things just to tell them. This is important. I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. See, so when when it, when Pharaoh rejects him. Moses won't take it personally. He'll see. He'll see what God's doing, and you see how that's going to that's going to strengthen his faith. God is doing exactly what He told me He would do. So when Moses went in there, you think, well, well, why go in there at all then? If he's going to, he's already got a hard heart. He was testifying. He was going there. He would stay in what the, this is what God said, and then he would kick against it. He wouldn't believe it, but it 
Moses wouldn't take this unto himself anymore. God was hardening his heart. God was doing the work. Then he tells him, but Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you. Well, Moses went in and told him because God said, go in to tell him. Even though he knew that he wasn't going wasn't gonna to hearken to him. And he tells him why. That I may lay my hand upon Egypt and bring forth my armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgment. Now, you know, they, um, God had developed armies within the children of Israel. Now, see, you see, they were incognito. They weren't like the armies. They didn't walk around with armor on. They were making bricks, right? But see, he was getting them ready. Whatever they were doing, it made them ready when they came out. It says in uh, Exodus 13, 18, But God led the people out through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. That's what it says. God, <laughs> nothing is too hard for God. And, and, and pretty soon they're going to be fighting battles, right? God had made them ready. Now, I don't know if, what, what, um, how exactly he did that. I mean, if it was the, because they were, the, the tasks they had were very difficult. So, I mean, maybe this was like God's bodybuilding program. I don't know. But, but I'm just saying that God made them ready to where when they come out, the ones that were of age that would fight, they would be ready. And they would have a lot of motivation, wouldn't they? <laughs> A lot of motivation. So, yes. The army he brought forth could have been armies of angels. Yeah, well, yes, that's right. Could. But, but Israel, and I agree, that I'm sure that was included in it. Um, Israel came out harnessed. Now, whatever that means, you look that word up, it means they were wearing battle gear. I, I, I don't know. But... I know it's intriguing when you see God makes people ready before they do something. Here they were going to come out. They were, they were, Israel was a formidable army. It wasn't because they themselves were so great. It's because their God was great. I mean, look at Ai. There's, there's so many examples. All they did is walk around Jericho, right? They just walked around it. And so, you see... Him out, he purposely led them away from war because he said they couldn't. They, they couldn't. couldn't yeah, fight. not then. They weren't ready. That's right. But when they when it came time, they were ready. Yes. Amen. <laughs> amen. So so later on, I think that involves they came out in different companies. They were tribes. See. That's right. So they they were they, different companies. Right. Yeah. It, their it, army was made up of different companies. Yes. That's they right. They had the outward. Yes. The outward form, they didn't come out as a bunch of scattered individuals. Right, right. They came out organized, I guess. Uh, I, I understand, yeah. Uh, that, that, I looked that up. That, that is said by regiments, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's... That. You would think they were, when you were army regiments, they right. were divine regiments. Yes. Tribes, but then they, they became a fighting tribe. Yes. Amen. 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 Yeah, that's, that's, that's... Thank you for clarifying that. The report of what God was doing went out across the whole world. Now, this is, you can't, you can't stifle this. God's doing something, and it breaks out. And this is, um, for 40 years later, this was Rahab's report to the spies. And she said unto them, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. Look at that. I know God's given you this land, okay? 
And that your terror has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard of how God dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. And before long, Rahab will be taken, right? She'll enter. She'll marry an Israelite. Look at this. God, when he works, his will is accomplished. You say, well, why didn't he do this? Because he didn't want to. That's why. He does his will. And so if, if in the gospel, we can see God's set out a, 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 great, a great opportunity for us to enter in, enter in and be blessed. And then see, look at Rahab, when she's talked to those spies, she didn't know what was going to happen. She didn't know the end of the matter, but God did. He put her there. He, he, he was, she, she was like a, a planting. God put her there. And, and when the spies came, her time came. And look at what she did. Some people have, have, have talked bad about her and said, well, she, she's lied. Well, we'll just have to deal with that. Yes, because um, <laughs> this is, uh, the Lord didn't say anything against her, and I won't either. So um, I, I thank the Lord for the... You know, you say that you think to yourself, after you read the account, what kind of person would say something against, yeah. against her? Yeah. Well, for what they've been an ignorant person, number one. Yeah. To what kind of person? If God used a person, yeah. who is the person who would dare to question what God did? Yes, amen. I was going to say that this, uh, the word getting out. Yes. Now, we experience that here. Mm -hmm. There are people all over the world that heard what God was doing here. Yes. And now there's still at this present time there are at least 15 different countries mm -hmm. in the last just since I've been broadcasting to foreign people there are at least 15 different countries that have asked mm -hmm. me to come there and yeah. I've had to tell them I'm not able see mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean this is going to happen what I'm telling you yeah. is that some people don't put a value on this yeah. but they're all over the world they heard Amen. What God had done here. That's right. Amen. Amen. And it's not over. It's not, not over. over. These countries, are, this is just a prelude. Amen. God's going to raise up. There's going to be people from this congregation yes. that are going to go to these countries. Yes. I'm telling you, they, because they've asked, they've called. Mm -hmm. Come over and help us. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you that this hasn't happened to other places. Yes. Well, see, the, the, God's, God, look at what God's done. He's given us a... a, a he, to see him working. He's the one that does the work. And then he calls people into it, and we give him praise for that. Thank you, brethren, for your uh, comments, and I, I greatly rejoice in, in looking at what God's done in, in faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time you've given us to discuss your word. Father, we thank you for giving us uh, an unction. Father, that we can understand by your Holy Spirit the things that you've given us. We ask, Father, that as we understand them, as you give us to see them, that, Father, we would incorporate them into our lives, that we would not just let them be things we know, but they would change, they would modify 
our behavior, it would modify our thoughts. Father, that we would think higher thoughts, more thoughts about what, what you've accomplished and what you can accomplish and what you will accomplish. Father, we thank you, Lord, for, for the testimony you've given us in your word. And we ask, Lord, that as we uh, consider these things, they will grow in us and you'll be glorified and, and we, we bless us. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the food that you've prepared, that you've given us. We pray, Lord, that you would bless those who have uh, prepared it for us, that given themselves to this labor. Father, we ask that you would bless it, bless us as we partake of it, that the strength that we gain from it we would give to you, and that, Father, you would be, you would be magnified in our presence. We ask this in your Son's name. Amen. Yes.